in the middle of the desert in the south of Israel, in a small town with less than 10,000 residents, high schoolers have started building an airplane from scratch. Yes, a real plane, one that can actually fly two people while they look out at the beautiful desert landscape surrounding them. This is Maya Dolgan, host of the Taub Center podcast, Data Point. Today, we'll be telling the story of the Yerucham Science Center, and along the way, meeting Asaf Shalev, head of the center, and some of the students involved in its programs. At the Science Center, students from Israel's geographic and social periphery are working on amazing projects like building the plane, but also building satellites, robots, and... Drones. You're listening to Data Point, stories behind the scenes of the Israeli economy. Data Point, a podcast by the Taub Center. So let's jump right in. Can you introduce yourself? My name is Asaf Shalev, and I'm the director of the Yerucham Science Center. And what is the Yerucham Science Center? The Yerucham Science Center is an educational institute. We are uh, responsible for all the science and technology studies in Yerucham. The center runs a bunch of programs for kids of all different ages during and after school. Some of the programs are after-school clubs and others work with the teachers and are integrated into the standard school day. And all of this is happening in Yerucham, which is itself a pretty interesting place. Located at about a 30-minute drive from the city of Birsheva, which is considered the capital of the Negev, Yerucham is diverse not only because of its residents' backgrounds, but also in terms of educational achievement. Yerucham is a very heterogeneous uh, city. We have around 30% of the families are somehow taken care by the welfare system. On the other hand, we are in fourth place in Israel in percentage of gifted children. So we have a mixture of, uh, you know, uh, old immigrants and uh, new immigrants, religious and non-religious. And you have to overcome all those differences and give this opportunity to all the children. Yerucham has a couple of big factories that employ many residents, and this has also had an impact on the education system. For instance, one of the high school that we are now uh, running some program started as a school within a Definitia factory that the purpose was to train workers to this factory. So we want to break the chains and we want to give them the same opportunities as a child that uh, grew in Tel Aviv or Herzliya. Through its various programs, the Science Center is trying not only to teach kids in Yerucham about science and technology, but also to have a bigger role in preparing them for the future. You know, the main challenge of the education system now is how do you train or teach students to... You, you don't know what will be the jobs that will be required in the future. So what we can imagine is the skills that will be required. And we define the skills that we think are required for the future working labor. And the main one is self-esteem and the ability to learn yourself, presentation skills, coding, and, you know, to understand how computers or software works. And this is what we are trying to give the youth here. In order to improve Israeli student skills and prepare them for the future labor market, one broader approach taken by the Ministry of Education is to increase the share of students studying the highest levels of math and English in high school. And there have certainly been improvements in this area in recent years. 
Our research at the Taub Center shows that the number of students taking the highest level English Bagrut exam has increased by 40% since 2012. And after a few years of decline, the portion of students taking the highest level of math increased from 9 to 14%, a dramatic 80% increase since 2012. But the Rucham Science Center is more inclusive than that. Their programs aren't only targeted at students who are already studying at the highest levels. They're aiming for something different. Our program, all the programs are excellency programs, but not only for excellent students. They are open for everyone. Basically, the main goal of the Science Center boils down to this. We want to give any child in Yerucham the ability when he graduates school to choose what he wants to do in his life rather than life would choose for him. Improving skill levels is important not only for students' futures on the individual level, but also for the future of Israel's economic growth. Our research shows that Israel's most productive industries, like high-tech, have very little room left to grow, at least in the short term, because there just aren't enough Israelis with the relevant skills who are likely to join the sector. Almost all of those with the necessary skills are either already working in the high-tech sector or are working in other lucrative occupations. This is all the more reason to make sure that the next generation is sufficiently trained in the skills needed for an ever-developing and increasingly technological future labor market. The Science Center has existed for 18 years already and is probably best known for its award-winning robotics team, but it's always expanding the programs it offers to students. We open a lot of new uh, programs like the drones, we are building a satellite that will be launched at the end of this year. We started this year a new and exciting project. We are building an aircraft. This is a two years project. When we went to the center, we found the place buzzing. The kids were drilling holes and working on putting parts together. A couple were sitting at the desks working at a computer on some coding. Another student demoed a prototype of a robot. Autobots. Transform! And frankly, a lot of other things that I have no idea how to do. And we got to meet a few of the students. So my name is Trelet Cohen and I am the captain of the Ybot. It's a team of robotics. This is Trelet. She's a 10th grader at Kama, the religious girls high school in Yerucham. And she's here a lot. It depends what, uh, if it's the beginning of the season, if it's the end, if it's uh, the middle, I don't know. But like every day, three days, it's like the minimum. To Trelet, being the captain of the team is a great leadership opportunity. It's meant to know what uh, happened all the time and be there for all the members. It's responsibility, I don't know. It's exciting for me. And she has a very clear goal. I want to win. I'm Yosher Azran. I'm in the Yud. I'm in Yerucham. I'm in the Robotica, Rachfanim, and I'm in Project Matos. And this is Osher, a 10th grader from the Sapir State High School, who is in the robotics group, the drones group, and is part of the project we mentioned at the top to build an airplane. Osher is particularly animated about the airplane project. In fact, the project was initially intended for a different class in her school, but she really wanted to be a part of it and ended up convincing Asaf to open a new group just for her. Osher told me how exciting it's been for the group, 
Each time they receive a package with new building materials, they feel on top of the world. We feel on top of the world because usually nobody gives kids our age the opportunity to build something like this. It's very special. Oshir says it's even more amazing to be given this opportunity because they're students from Israel's periphery and not from some big city. I have to say, it's really amazing to watch these kids hard at work and to hear them talk with such passion and excitement about the projects they're working on. And they're doing really innovative things. The airplane project, for example, is the first of its kind in Israel. It's so exciting because in two years it will be an airplane and it will be a dream come true. Increasing the study of these types of subjects in Israel, called technological vocational education, has been another goal of Israel's Ministry of Education in recent years. It was spurred by the ever-increasing pace of technological change and the changes we predict this will bring to the future labor market. The important thing to remember is that Israeli high schools have two different tracks, both academic and technological. There's been a significant rise in the share of students in technology education. The share of 12th graders enrolled in technological education has risen from 33 to 40 percent. Moreover, our researchers found that the share of students in the highest technological tracks, such as computer systems and mechatronics, which is the stuff they're doing at the Science Center, has risen by 40 percent in the last decade. Yet the Science Center's approach is not only getting students into these technological or high technological tracks. What's so unique about the center's approach has to do with the basic philosophy behind all their programs. First of all, the center's programs intentionally blur the lines between formal and informal education. We are trying to reach everyone and you cannot reach everyone in the same way. So we like to mix between formal and informal. For instance, the drone, we have it within the curriculum of the school. The robotics is in the afternoon, but then they can... Uh, get an exam on it, and they get criticization in the final exams. They also have a program to encourage teachers of all different subjects, not just technological, to bring their classes to the center. What we did is we trained the school teachers to use all these technology tools, and they come to the makerspace, which is the room where you have all these 3D printers and the laser cutter and computers and uh, also hammers and screwdrivers and etc., And they teach their subject through this world of uh, making. Maker education is an approach to learning that's hands-on and often involves collaborative, on-the-ground problem-solving. It's a pretty trendy educational approach around the world, though so far, not so widespread in Israel. So the project that they are building is connected to the subject which they learn, whether this is a, a language or English or geography or science. And the students and also the teacher, they feel this is part of the curriculum. And the amazing things is the effect that it has on the teachers. You can see teachers who are teaching for 15 or 20 years and suddenly their eyes are, you know, open. And they are not uh, afraid to try new things. All of the center's programs are meant to provide a path to social mobility for the students. One of the ways they accomplish this is by setting very high standards for those in the programs, even though there are no requirements to get in. Most of the programs also have a component of social responsibility in which the students volunteer their time and their expertise. For example, with the Bedouin communities around Yerucham. Most of our program, there is a part of giving back to the community. So this is started as a project of the robotic team. They go once a week to the kindergarten in Rachme, which is an unrecognized 
settlement here around Yerucham. And the children themselves, they teach robotics in the kindergarten. This is especially encouraging because the greatest increase we've seen in high school students studying in high technological tracks in the past decade was among the Druze and Bedouin education systems. Maybe bringing these robotic programs to Bedouin kindergartners will help that trend continue in the future. Giving the kids responsibility like this motivates them. And so does giving them a sense that they can and deserve to succeed. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hear about some of the challenges and successes that Asaf and his students have experienced in their time at the Science Center. You're listening to Data Point, stories behind the scenes of the Israeli economy. Data Point, a podcast by the Taub Center. The Taub Center for Social Policy Studies in Israel is an independent, nonpartisan, socioeconomic research institute. The center provides decision-makers and the public with research on the most pressing issues facing Israel in the areas of education, health, welfare, labor markets, and macroeconomics. In order to infuse Israel's policy-making with data-driven research and advance the well-being of all Israelis, you can learn more by checking out our website, taubcenter.org.il. Welcome back. When we left off, we were talking about how one of the center's main goals with the students is to make them feel that they can and deserve to succeed. Self-esteem is the most important things, and we do it by giving them a sense of success. Competition is a great tool if you use it wisely. It doesn't fit to all the students. There are some students that drop if it's too competitive, but if it's done correct, it's a great tool because it gives them a passion. They have a target which they have to, uh, to follow and to wish for. And when they win, it really empower them. And also if they fail, you know, our robotic team, which is one of the best team in Israel, they fly to the international competition and they lose to a team that's sponsored by NASA or by Boeing. And they really feel that they are equal to them and they should win. So, you know, they feel they can conquer the world. This is what you want to give them. It was also through competition that Asaf's team managed to recruit girls who at first were not so interested in the robotics team. How you integrate girls into robotics, for instance. Usually girls, they don't go to robotics. And if they go, they drop. So what we did is uh, four years ago, we opened a team only for girls. It was a new program in Israel at that time. We took 12 girls and we told them, you're eighth grade. And we told them, you are the robotic team of Yerucham. And one uh, principle that we have, we are not lowering the expectation. You know, the fact that you are girls, the fact that you are Yerucham, that's okay. But we still expect you to be number one. So they got to uh, number one. They, they won the competition in Israel. They flew to St. Louis and they open the door for girls in the robotics. And now, as you can see, there is 60% girls in the robotic team. We don't have to do anything anymore. They open the door for others. When it comes to understanding how many girls are studying in the different technological tracks, we have to look into the subgroups to really understand. While a higher percentage of Arab-Israeli girls study in high technological education than the boys, only a small percentage of Jewish girls study in these tracks and the percentage is particularly low in the state religious education system. This is perhaps even more striking because a particularly high percentage of boys in the state religious system study in the high technological track. It's possible that the single-sex schools lead to fewer options for religious girls, 
because only 18% of religious girls' schools even offer these tracks of study, compared to 48% of the other kinds of schools. I'm Rotem from Yerucham, 11th grade from Kama, the religious girls' school here. Rotem goes to the all-girls state religious school in Yerucham. She's very involved in technological studies, at least in the after-school robotics program. Rotem is the captain of her robotics group. She's on the mechanics team and the media team. She says that one of the main things she's learned from her involvement in the robotics team is how to deal with failures, which happen, and how to take a negative competition experience and for the next time, try to fix what went wrong. We looked at everything that went wrong with the group and with the robot. I heard a similar thing from Eyal. Uh, my name is Eyal Doron. I am ninth grade and I am going to Belvav Shalem school. That's the religious boys high school in Yerucham. I joined in the summer vacation and uh, I'm actually starting to feel like I'm really part of the team. I like suggesting ideas and then help people build those ideas because it's fun to know that somebody used your idea to do something. Even though he's new, Eyal already has a pick-yourself-up-and-dust-yourself-off mindset. Being part of the team is also a trying and being wrong and trying again and being wrong again, but eventually you succeed. How Asaf got to Yerucham in the first place was a similar process to what his students are learning. When something goes wrong or fails, ask yourself, okay, what's next? I was a high-tech uh, worker from Tel Aviv. I lived in Tel Aviv for uh, almost 18 years, worked in uh, major high-tech companies. And uh, four years ago, I worked in a high-tech company that, you know, sometimes it's happened, was shrinked. And I, I was fired and I had to find my way. And uh, I was just before 50, so I decided this is the time for me to uh, fulfill some dreams. And I went to kind of a journey. And at the end, I, I have three insights. One is that I want to do education. Uh, second, that I want to do it in the periphery, because I think the gap between the periphery and the center in Israel is one of the major problems of Israel as a society. And the third one, that if you really want to make a change, you have to jump into the system. I met Chili Trooper, who was the head of uh, the education department here in Yerucham at that time, and he invited me for a tour in Yerucham. Uh, I came here on the day that uh, this uh, girl group, a uh, robotic group, uh, won this competition. And the whole city was like excited that I wanted to be part of it. I moved to Yerucham three years ago. And my friends from Tel Aviv, they gave me two weeks, maximum a month. And I'm here three years and I really like the city. I like this, the atmosphere, the sense of uh, community. Asaf isn't alone. In fact, there's been a notable increase in recent years in the number of teachers coming from other fields and pursuing teaching as a second career. Over a decade, the number of people who are already academics and are pursuing a degree in teaching increased fourfold, from nearly 1,000 to nearly 4,000. If, like five years ago, most of the mentors were students who worked here half-time, now most of the staff is people who decided to dedicate themselves for education. And this is what they do in life. Beyond all the other reasons we've already discussed for why teenagers choose to spend their afternoons at the Science Center, there's one more treat, the opportunity to see the world. The purpose is not to travel around the world. 
the purpose is to give them a target, something to wish for. So only the ones who work hard during the year fly. So it's not automatic. So it's just another tool like competition to give them motivation. For example, the Science Center has a partnership with the Jewish community in Miami. So kids from Yerucham fly to Miami once a year to advise and help elementary school students do robotics. Here's Rotem again. She was part of the group that went to Miami last year. Rotem explained to me how fun it was to work with the younger students and how she particularly connected with the girls who ended up winning the prize. They only spoke English, and Rotem's English isn't the strongest, but she said it didn't matter because their shared language was robotics. The fact that uh, they are flying to Miami and they go to these uh, rich Jewish schools and they are the mentors, they are the experts who came from Israel, it's, it's empowered them in a way that, you know, it's, it's really hard to imagine what it does to these uh, students. In a broader sense, what the kids are experiencing in the Science Center programs also has an impact on their families and even on the community. Sometimes, you know, in some families, if the child is coming in the afternoon, every afternoon, and during the season, they work here every day, every day. So it means that he is not able to watch over his younger uh, brother and sisters, for instance. But when the parents see that the child is part of the success, then they feel that they are part of the success. So it's give them also uh, self-esteem. And, uh, and it's amazing to see how they support uh, the children. Despite all of their successes, there are still a number of challenges that Asaf and his team need to contend with, one of which is their funding. Unfortunately, 70% of the budget come from philanthropy and 30% come from the Ministry of Education, Ministry of Science, uh, Minister of uh, Negev Galil. But uh, the fact that this is not a stable budget, uh, we have to fight for the budget uh, every year. So I really hope that uh, the government will take responsibility for this activity. And not only is Asaf the director of the Science Center, he's also a teacher. And in the classroom, he sees other areas that could be improved. Beside managing the Science Center, I'm also teaching math in the eighth grade. And I took the lower class. And what I realized is that the gaps are sometimes not because they don't know maths, but because of uh, the system assumes that they have a cultural knowledge, which they don't have. The example that I have is that I teach them probability. And they like probability, probably because I like probability. It doesn't require uh, knowledge in advance. And they were really excellent in probability. We even uh, took a, a question from the final exams, you know, and, and they... they were able to solve it. And then they have, uh, in eighth grade, you have this Mitzav exam. And the question on probability was about letters and rope game. These children never played in letters and rope. So immediately this, they moved to the next question. So they lost their chance to answer a subject which they know just because questions were, were not from their world. It's important to note that overall, there's been a lot of improvement in Israeli students' performance on the national Metzav exams, in both math and English, in the fifth grade and in eighth grade. While gaps still remain, test score dispersion has also dropped in the past decade, meaning the differences between student scores has gotten smaller. If you want to exam, you have to consider that not everyone coming from the same background with the same uh, 
knowledge, not on the subjects, but you know, the other knowledge, if you want to connect them, then it has to be relevant to their life. What does the staff think needs to be done to improve the situation? First of all, ask. Ask the people in Yerucham. Consult. Ask for their opinion. Ask for their inputs. And then I think you can get to something that will fit uh, everyone. You know, this reminds me of something that Nahun Blas, one of our education principal researchers at the Taub Center, is always saying. Until the Ministry of Education and the people who write the tests reflect the country's population, the tests won't either. Hanging around these kids, watching them work, I'm really touched by what these programs are doing. They're trying to reduce inequalities, social and academic, and they are. But they also have a broader mission to prepare every child, whether starting from a point of excelling or struggling, to fulfill his or her potential. And ultimately, each child fulfilling their potential will make the entirety of the Israeli economy stronger. I can't help but try to imagine where all these students will be in 20 years, how these programs will affect them and the careers they pursue. Three years ago, we sent a group of eight students to the accelerator in CERN, physics uh, students. And there was a nice lady from Tel Aviv who donated uh, for this uh, delegation. and. Uh, when uh, they came back, she came to visit and uh, she wanted to talk with the, with the students. So uh, we brought them and they told her how amazing the, this trip. And suddenly they, they changed their view completely on the way they see physics and they understand everything much better now. And then she asked one of them, and what do you want to do when you be after your army service? They said, oh, I want to be a dog trainer. And, you know, in, in the first moment we were like, very disappointed from this uh, answer, but I can tell you this is a brilliant answer because if you want to be a dog trainer and he's, he's able to study physics in university, but he chooses to be a dog trainer, that's okay with me, as long as this is his choice. Whenever I'm asked, I say I want to be a lawyer or do something in law. Maybe because my love for robotics is so great, I'll become a mechanical engineer or something. I don't know. Like, I keep it open. I'm studying physics, mechatronics, and music. Throughout the time I spent at the Science Center, I was so impressed by the kids. The way they presented their work, and they were so mature and ready to speak with me. I couldn't believe how young they were. And I talked to Asaf about it as well. Asaf, it sounds to me from all the things you described to me that there's an element of treating these kids um, like adults. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, as adults and as individuals, try to find, you know, what gives them passion in life. Asaf, todaraba. Vakasha. Data Point. Data Point. A podcast by the Taub Center. Thank you so much to Asaf Shalev and to Trelet, Osher, Rotem, and Ayal for all of your time and for sharing your thoughts and experiences. This episode was produced by Tamar Friedman-Wilson and Lior Morag. Editing and sound by the awesome team at Podcastico. Special thanks to Professor Avi Weiss and Susie Pat Benvenisti. And a huge thank you to our sponsor, the Herbert M. and Nell Singer Foundation, for making this episode possible as part of the Taub Center's annual Singer International Policy Conference, themed this year on the relationship between economic growth and inequality. To learn more about the conference, please visit our website at www.taubcenter.org.il. 
You can also check out our website for photos from our time at the Yerucham Science Center. To stay updated on all things Taub Center, sign up for our monthly newsletter and follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. And if you're interested in giving us feedback or sponsoring future episodes of this podcast, please be in touch at podcast at taubcenter.org.il. I'm Maya Dolgan, and before we sign off for today, one last question for the crowd. What might robots be able to do for us in the future? I think a, a future with robots is a better future. What's uh, one thing that you wish you didn't have to do and a robot could do instead of you? Homework. <laughs>